Hello and a welcome to the American Horror Story podcast by Bald Move. We're the officially unofficial podcast for FX's American Horror Story Cult. Tonight we're talking about uh, Season 7, Episode 8, entitled Drink the Kool-Aid. I'm your host, Aaron. And I'm Cecily. And we're back on our bullshit. (laughs) (laughs) Cecily, what did you think of this episode? I liked it a lot. Concur. It was um, a little egregious, but... Don't you use words I don't understand. (laughs) Did I completely derail your thought there? No, no, agree, agree, you know, no, egregious. It's it's totally egregious. How is it egregious? I think it was too much. Too much? Yeah. Okay. Um I this honestly this is the first this is the first good episode. This is the first episode that I've really like been impressed with. Um because it scared me. Like the like human's ability to <laughs> throw their lives away i used egregious it wrong is okay I, I thought so i thought so it has two meanings which uh-huh. is hilarious it's shockingly bad or outstandingly good okay <laughs> so what did you think you were saying when you said egregious gregarious i think gregarious <laughs> it was his friendly oh no i don't know what any of these words mean apparently i've been using them wrong okay but you had a you had an emotion you had a you had a, a, a intellectual center that you were pivoting around when you said the word egregious and it was. Um, I just thought it was a little. I thought it was a little bit too much. Okay. I think it was just sort of like indulgent uh-huh. of Ryan Murphy and Evan Peters and every uh, the whole costume department <laughs> to have not only retellings of these stories uh-huh. but for him to act out all of these stories. Uh-huh. But it was fun. I mean, that's what we come here for. That's actually the word for that's egregious. Fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> you 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 went with the you go the short e when you when you're talking about uh, just just going a little too far. Uh, what were your thoughts on the episode? I mean, like I said, I thought it was great. Um, I mean, full disclosure, everyone needs to know that I was in a cult, and while my- Can't stop reminding us. And why my cult never asked me to drink poison Kool-Aid, that was always kind of in the air. Like, every couple of years, you'd get the speech with, like, you know, the brothers may ask us to do something that doesn't make sense from a worldly point of view, and that might test your loyalty, but what will you do when such a moment arrives? And, like, that shit would always give me pause. And the thing that's so scary is, like, you know, the other thing, if you didn't know, is, like, my son still regularly attends these meetings because his mother is still in that cult. And, like, that sometimes gives me the willies. Like, you know, what if what if they lose their damn minds and he's at the Kingdom Hall the night that they pass around the Dixie Cups full of Kool-Aid, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't think that'll happen, but it's, it's just enough. It's, it's just in the air enough that it, like, really it terrified me. And to see all these people are, like... Yeah, fuck it, Kai. With a smile on my face, it's chilling because this shit really happens. And mm-hmm. and uh, they they give all this backstory of how like like it's easy to laugh at the I think Branch or not the Branch Davidians the um it, it's really easy to laugh at the uh, uh, Heaven's Gate Heaven's Gate people because they're so fucking weird and Star Trekky and even the David Crash is you know God it's bizarre but like you know the the Jim Jones thing where he just took them all to Ghana and tried to start this utopia. Like, I'm not saying the average person would fall for that, but, you know, the right situation, the right time in your life, the right 
influences, and I think everyone is kind of susceptible to that. Um, you know, you look at Scientology, you look at the other some of the other cults. It's it's just it's it's really really chilly and scary. And I felt like this episode kind of nailed um, what 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 that's like. And also, you know, the Jim Jones massacre is like one of the most chilling things of all time. So uh, the what? The Jim jo- the Jonestown massacre is one of the most chilling things of all time. Like if you've ever, well, I, I don't recommend it, but you can actually hear those recordings that they base this dialogue on, and it's just it's just it's something that's, it's like listening to like nine eleven phone calls. You know, it's yeah. like shit that's like I uh, you know, may yeah. I, I, it's it's changed me for good or ill. Yeah, uh, part of what they reenacted was kind of snippets of actual yeah. parts of that tape. Yeah, and you can hear people dying in the background. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's fucking real, man. So, uh, this episode scored for, I think, concept, the characters weren't too annoying, and I felt like the situations were plausible. Uh, so, that that made us that's scary. And I guess it also um, has, uh, has turned over the tables in my uh, thesis that something has to be supernatural to be terrifying all right i'd kind of said like you know it has to have the spook factor to really put the 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 hairs on the back of my neck stand up but man that jonestown stuff and that scene where kai's demanding the women drink the kool-aid is, is really scary um i have a lot to talk about but i want to do it um as it comes up in context the episode. Yes. okay well, let's get going uh, again this is drink the kool-aid episode 708 uh kai gives us a voiceover and he gives us an overview of suicide cults over time we discussed it uh, Heaven's Gate, 39 people uh, c- uh, committed suicide because they wanted to hitch a ride on an alien ship in the Cometsdale, uh, and that their followers were castrated voluntarily because yeah. they wanted to divorce themselves from all physical needs and bonds. And Then they made this point about Waco with David Koresh, how, you know... Almost a hundred people, I think, died either of a fire or gunshot wounds in that raid on the ranch. Right. And, you know, you think about, like, how does this shit happen? You know, how do men and women give up their marriage relationship? How do mothers give up their children to this this guy? And then from the other side, how does the federal government mishandle the situation so badly that all these men, women, and children die? Uh, they're all victims, essentially. And then he gets to the the grand finale, which is the Jim Jones. We talked about the People's Temple, uh, this paradise yeah. where he brought a thousand people to Ghana and 918 of his followers died either from being shot or drinking Kool-Aid. And it's 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 like literal madness. Yeah. Second largest loss of American lives. After nine eleven, after nine eleven, Jesus Christ, it's 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 it amazing. Is, it, I mean, it's just it's hard to contextualize that number. Yeah, of what almost a thousand people together dead looks like. Yeah, it's yeah. you know Vince Gilligan of Breaking Bad fame. Apparently, that's the project that he's kind of turning around right now. Some Ooh. kind of documentary or series based on the Jonestown stuff. I'm very interested in that. Yeah, I I that's gonna be that's gonna be a day one appointment viewing. Um, now we pan out to Kai telling this, and I thought it was appropriate on Halloween night. He's telling spooky stories with the flashlight under his face, like he's right. telling this almost like a scary story to tell in the dark. Yeah. To his blue shirt guys, and they're like, "Are we in a cult? I thought we we're in a political mo- movement." And like, "Are you going to cut off my balls?" And and uh, Kai's like, "No, no, no. You need your balls to be strong and aggressive, but I might ask you to die for me." And he'd explain more at the big council meeting they're going to have on Monday. 
And that's the opening of the that's the opening of the episode. All right. Uh, do you have anything to say? Or should I move on? Yeah, let's move on. All right. We're at a council meeting, and he is saying he's tired of fake news. He's listing a bunch of a banned list of uh, websites. Uh, he wants to install a router in the town so to prevent the town's moral decay to only allow access to approved <laughs> websites. Uh, there's one council member who's been physically and visibly beat up. He's got like an arm and traction, and he's got bruises all over his face, and he's cowed this guy. Um, Is and that he, even a legal thing you can do? What, beat the shit out of a councilman? Well, that's definitely not legal, but... <laughs> I mean, here's the thing. You can pass any fucking law you want, then someone with standing at, has at to sue. At a council level, you can pass any law you want? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. I mean, I don't know... Here's the frightening thing we found out about our government. You can do kind of anything you want to do, um, and it's it's up to a, someone withstanding to bring a lawsuit and challenge it on legal grounds if someone just wants to disrespect the process. Hmm. So in this sense, I, I mean, I imagine, like, the the trick would be do people, if he, if he censors their internet, are people going to vote for him the next time, I guess? Or, or is he going to win a Senate seat? That's the kind of far-fetched... Yeah, I'm surprised no one's challenged him with a lawsuit yet. Yeah, not everyone. Like, just if I'm goes the senator along. who got beat up, or I'm any other council person in the chamber, right? Or just I'm a calling, citizen of I'm the calling town. someone else. I'm calling my senator. Yeah, like I mean, you know, I just feel like that any town in America, even if they were super xenophobic and afraid of crime and wanted a strong man, like you start censoring their internet, mm-hmm. that's when people like. There's a few things that would make America. Take to the streets en masse and rebel against the government. I think significant censorship of the internet <laughs> would be one of those things. Right. You know how I think, how Jim Jones got all of those people to commit uh, revolutionary suicide? Uh, why? Because he's... He didn't force them. And that's not how you create a cult. That's just going to piss people off and he drive them He forced a away. lot of those people, though. Like there, there was a lot of people that were un, you know, Who? forced to drink. I mean, there was yeah, no, there's a lot of women that oh, and they're drinking the Kool Aid. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean, like the slow process to the oh, point sure. where they're fully in the cult. Yeah, they happily left if, their homes and got on and and went to Ghana. Right. I think he's limiting the town's internet and their access to websites they can visit because he wants to, you know, bring more people under his. Um, wing i guess well i mean that was in the, in the in the cult i grew up in that was rule number one you don't you don't go on the internet you don't go yeah. to unapproved i mean they didn't have like an official way to yeah i'm agreeing with you although it'd be fun i, I imagine if they had the technical means they would <laughs> jdub.org would be like some kind of dial-up aol that you could only go to witness sites with yeah um so he says he's going to run for u.s senate in 2018 and everyone's clapping including Chaz bono who solves answers the question of what does the sound of one arm clapping sound like <laughs> it sounds like a man slapping his knee yep um and the council member says well you're running against a popular three-term incumbent and i'm like dude he is just like have you not seen what's happening here like why are you copping this much of an attitude right mr only one that'll speak truth to power but then you vote with him because you're afraid of him right like is does this a uh, popular three-term incumbent have a denim suited thug gang that will go and like just beat political opposition we don't know yet intimidate them at the ballot booth maybe maybe that's when dennis o'hara shows up he's the guy he's gonna try to kill but he kills him first i would love to see him as a u.s senator yeah russell edgington for senate russell edgington 2018 
the vampire America needs. <laughs> uh, drain, drain the jugular. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, um, so all that happens, and then we go to Ivy and Allie, and Allie's demanding, I need to know why you did all this shit to me. And Ivy breaks down and says, well, you're such a mess, and the job was hard work, and... I was out of control, had no boundary or structures to contain me or my feelings, and the election had me all in a tizzy, and it just felt good to take my hands off the wheel. And Allie said, so you wanted a daddy, which sounds super accurate, and I wonder what, again, like, is this Ryan's idea of critiquing the left? I don't know. Because just like the critiques to the right, these seem like ludicrously over the top and broad characterizations. Right. Like these women at their deepest, basest desires want to be taken care of by men. Yeah. That's the problem. Like when you're really given a chance to to, for girl power, you you shrug. Right. I don't know. I mean, that feels like the critique here. Right. One one man grabs you by the pussy and then cowed you into subservience right then wonder wonder woman's got to go so running that's the kind Superman. of what happened that's exactly yeah. what happened yeah and winter uh winter comes in and says i am sorry and you know i or Allie incredulously is like people died and she says oh well you know i'm sorry and basically i the election made me a mess and the world didn't make sense so i turned to my brother for comfort so like two out of three women agree we need a madman to protect us. Yeah. Uh, so Oz I certainly com- got one. Winter brings Oz down and she gives him a hug and gets down and does that thing where adults level with children and apologizes for how confusing his life's been, but promises it'll be back to normal before he knows it. And oh, here, by the way, Oz, here's a Twisty the Clown comic. Turns out I've never had a problem with clowns. Ha 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 ha. Gaslight, gaslight, gaslight. Right. Like, I mean, I don't know why she said went with the, like, I, I mean, I think I, Oz got the point, but, like, I don't know why she said that, like, denying there is a problem right. or deflecting that there was a problem instead of saying something along the lines of, well, I've worked really hard and I've gotten stronger. Right. That's not going to teach him how to deal with his own emotions in a healthy way. No. And it kind of weirdly dismisses the validity of his concerns. I, right. Like I said, I it was a it was a weird choice to make. Um so Winter opines that there's no way out except for we have to run away. She's done a lot of research on WikiHow, and it turns out they have a fourteen step foolproof a plan to escape from the cult. Those WikiHow articles are incredible. The illustrate I can't like I didn't look this up, I meant to and I forgot, but I, yeah. I bet there is one and they have those weird, like flat illustrations for it. I just yeah. wonder like it has a guy like you know kind of like pantomiming running away from a a weird church building or something right if there wasn't then there definitely is now but just the wiki how itself has so many crazy articles like how to make your cat into a party animal i mean it's it's weird stuff but yeah. it's it's fun if you ever just want to lose an hour yeah um so they say that we have to run because if we stay here, we're going to wind up dead or put in the same hole Beverly is. At this time, the blue shirts burst in and said there's a meeting, emergency meeting, at the Divine Ruler's house. This is that they're calling Kai now, the Great. Divine Ruler. Yeah. Uh, and they also demand that Oz is brought. And we're like, oh, shit. They had a second here to slip out of the noose, but now it's around their neck. Yeah. I like how sus- 
suspicious they treat this meeting of these women. Yeah. It's it's perfectly reasonable to have two mothers and their nanny in the house with a child together. No, seriously. And, and it just shows like how much he doesn't trust Winter. Yeah. Yeah. Or the or just like how I mean it feels like either Kai meant to turn on the women initially, which is what it really feels like, or he knew immediately that the girls were up to no good. The women were up to no good. Of course, I think so. I but think he how? knew that. Like, I think thing. he knew that Ivy was weak from the beginning because she yeah. threw up at the first murder. Uh, and I that, guess you can. And that Allie's Allie's got some grit to her now. So yeah, definitely keep a watchful eye. It does feel like a little bit like from the 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 Joker from the Dark Knight, where Kai just has an almost supernatural connection to the plot. Right. Like he. Like he's too many steps ahead to make. And, and, and then this episode, like Allie pulls some pretty broad. You know, pretty thick wool over his eyes, and that's yeah. the thing. Like, I and I don't, I don't know if he's eating it up or if he's faking eating it up. And I guess it depends on how, because sometimes Murphy's a little clever like that, and sometimes right. he's like, you think he's, you give him the benefit of the doubt for being clever, because like I saw this guy, he did the People versus OJ, that was pretty good. Yeah, and then he he lets you down. So we'll have to see. Uh, so we go to the meeting, and Bev, I guess, is the first time she gets out of the hole. She immediately attacks Winter, calls her a liar, and starts physically assaulting her until Kai breaks it up. He then pours a Dixie cup full of Kool-Aid for everybody and assures them that we won't die, we'll resurrect more powerful and be ready for my Senate run. He says, I'm going to point to people and make them drink. Uh, Speedwagon's all about it. Uh, and he gives a gun to Gary so everyone can uh, take a drink. And he commands Puss Bucket to drink and he goes, nope, I'm out. I'm done with this. I'm not gonna not gonna send to the astral plane. And Gary blows him away. He escorts him out of the building. Uh, and here I thought, okay, as soon as he demanded, as soon as the women started drinking, I'm like, it's still two episodes to go. But then again, we just saw the Roanoke season where you know two episodes away from the ends, they killed everyone. Yeah, <laughs> and then they brought in you know Tisa Farmiga to come. Right. explore the house with a GoPro. Yeah, yeah. So you never know, really. I was prepared That's for true. it, but I think it was obvious from the beginning that it wasn't going to be real. But did it... you know that Jonestown also had a trial run? Oh, no, no. Yeah, he did he did that like a couple weeks before he actually uh-huh. went through with it. Uh-huh. He had everyone drink Kool-Aid. Uh-huh. And just sort of I don't know, test their loyalty. Right. And everyone did. Huh. And then why they, they did it again. Interesting. Uh, so he get, goes to the women and I thought this scene was really tough and very well acted because they're just crying and scared. And there's like, what do you do? Because if you don't, you're going to get shot. And that's not fun. That's not a fun way to die. If you shot? do, if you do drink it, it's going to probably like a poison death is usually not necessarily, unless it's like barbiturates or something. It's not usually a peaceful death. No, it seems very painful. Like cyanide or arsenic, that's a bad way to go. Yeah, it just, it, yeah, R- rots you out from the inside. That's why, like, I like I can't ever believe that the gas chamber was considered a humane form of execution. Suffocating the death on hydrogen cyanide, that seems like it would be the worst. Anyway. Yes, I'm sure there's lots of people that would agree with you. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, but they're like I'm saying, they're like just crying and scared, and I'd like there's this one point where Bev finally is browbeaten to drinking it, and it like 
like Allie and Ivy are just destroyed. Like that's it. That was the last resistance. And once she drank it, they like the yeah. The... She's like, fuck it. I would rather die than do this anymore. Yeah, it was crazy. And then he points to all the other dudes, and they're super stoked. They're like super excited to drink this fucking Kool Aid. Yeah. And then Kai says after he drinks it too, he goes, "Now why would I kill us? There was nothing in the Kool Aid." And everybody goes crazy. Like it's the best party trick of all time. Woo! Insane. Yeah. It's insane. It's really insane. Ah. Uh, so Allie and Ivy are then frantically packing. Uh, I, Allie's like, no suitcases, you dumbass. They could be watching our house. And um, <laughs> she's, this is our first sign that she is not forgiven Ivy and hates right. her a lot. Well, I, I wonder if this is the... No, she makes it clear that she's hated her. for. But there's an interesting wordplay because it's like... Uh, she she goes... Uh, Ivy says, what about winter? And Allie's like, are you fucking kidding me? We got to go pick up Oz um at school they do so they say keep the car running and Allie goes up and there's some confusion with the teacher she runs back and says oh my god someone the, the nanny picked him up early which i imagine that though because the first time when they go up there i'm like there's no way kai picked this kid up mm. like no ev- even the podunk school that my son used to be in yeah where everybody knew everybody and the school's in a cow, cow pasture whatever like you had to they had fairly strict identity and, and vetting procedures for you to pick up a child. Right. Everywhere does. Yes. Everywhere does. So, but what I, I guess is that winter is on like the accepted drop yeah. and they forgot to take her off. So, yeah. uh, like in the last 24 hours. <laughs> uh, and she said, the nanny picked them and not alone. So Kai's got him. And we see Oz at his house talking with Kai and he tries to relate to her. He gives her that like, you don't have two mommies bullshit. Must be hard living with girls without a man around because they don't know what it's like to be you. And Oz is like doing these defenses, like, "Well, you know, my mommy say every family's special." And he's like, "Oh, every happy family's alike, but every unhappy family is unhappy in its own way." Quoting Tolstoy, uh, and then he introduces him to Pinky, Pinky Power. Says he has to tell him a secret. Oh my God, Cecily, <gasps> what is the secret going to be? Uh, 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 I I don't know. <laughs> Oz, I am your father. Uh, Allie and Ivy run into the Kai house. <laughs> they push the blue shirt down. Allie bit slaps Winter. Yeah. Kai comes in and says, calm down. I'm Oz's father. Uh, I know the fertility clinic you use, and I used to jerk it for him on the reg, and this kid looks just like me, and he wants to spend the night with me, and Ivy then mysteriously sides with Kai and says, let's just go, because what choice do we have? If we push anymore, he'll kill us, and now maybe we have a chance. What... Is Ivy's is Ivy trying to work with Kai till the end here, or does she really believe this? I think she's just trying to make it easy. Yeah, what and was... you know what? We do know that he has killed people. He killed yeah. someone in that basement earlier that day. A devoted no, totally. follower. No, I, just, I guess I just understand why Allie is so dismissive of it, or why she doesn't. She thinks pushing ahead, why they don't have any kind of advantage or plan, is the way to go. I don't know. I mean, I feel like that, like, in isolation, all these situations seem to make sense, but it's, I don't know, it's it's like Allie kind of swerves back and forth between, oh my god, we gotta get, we gotta get Oz and snatch him up right now versus, oh, let's make a plan and do some poisoning, and then when I have the drop on him, I still don't poison him? Like, I don't get the end at all, but I'm I'm getting ahead of myself. Yeah, you are. Uh, So, they find the paperwork up in the attic, and turns out that, like, sperm donor paperwork says everything except for the identity of the father. <laughs> because uh-huh. 
there's a reason men donate anonymously their sperm for money and when like they 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 that you do not want like any kind of parent child relationship that's the whole understanding for this right and i thought i thought for sure that you were able to pick your sperm donor you are okay yeah but you're you're able to pick from like Tall, athletic, hair color, eye color, uh, IQ, college education, gotcha. income. Like, there's a whole bunch of things you can select to try to genetically engineer your perfect baby, which is essentially right. what they're doing. Um, or maybe you're trying, maybe you want to pick one that's as close to your father or second mommy that you can get, you know, yeah. like personality and looks wise. Like, I mean, I, I guess there's. I mean, it's, it's it's people trying to have kids to have a, that they're either it's either impossible or a rough time otherwise. So like whatever they do, it's like playing the Sims it. in real life. But it is kind of weird like that. Yeah, it's like a designer baby yeah. a little bit. But okay, um, I probably I'm speaking out of ignorance and people can correct me. I'm just saying it's like little. Well, I, mean, I don't know. Like, what's the alternative? You go to sperm bank and just pull a fucking like a wheel of fortune wheel, and it's just like do 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 do. You get the deadbeat. You get the chubby deadbeat. Is that genetic? <laughs> I, Being I mean, a deadbeat. I phys- guess it is. That's what I'm saying. It like, is. it's not not genetic, but it's not not but the who, whole story. Okay, so you got nature. It's the nature versus nurture. Wouldn't they right? just turn or, turn the deadbeat around once he shows up? Like nobody's gonna choose this sperm. So I'd really rather not pay you. No, for totally. It. Yeah, you have to the like well qualified spermateers. So then you can play the Russian roulette. Yeah. If they're all well qualified spermateers. Yeah. But, I mean, I don't know what well-qualified means. All right, we should move past this. We should. We should. What I really want is an expert spermologist (laughs) to say. I want an expert spermateer. Spermateer? (laughs) Then we get three of them. What? This is making a three spermateer joke. Okay. Oh, what the hell are we doing? Uh, Yeah, so... um, Allie says all this info could easily match with Kai, or Ivy says that, and Allie says, but it's also going to match with a million other daddies. And Allie says, you know what? Let's just start over. And she takes her wife downstairs after she's cooked her dinner, which essentially I think she warmed up Ivy's pasta and pasta sauce. Yeah. And she takes control of the situation. tells her to sit down and eat and drink. And she says, I have a plan. She's being the daddy that Ivy wants. Uh Uh-huh. Uh, and she's breaking out the honeymoon wine. They had this vintage of wine that they got when they're, you know, on their their honeymoon, and she's been saving a bottle back for a special occasion. Uh-huh. And uh, she talks about this two-week cycle that we had speculated that she had been on, but we didn't have any direct evidence or proof. Oh, she said it after she, in the last episode, when her and Dr. Vincent talk in the kitchen. Yeah. She says, but to me, it, it wasn't clear to me whether that was something that happened in the past because he's been a she's been a patient of his for a while, or that's something that happened like very recently, and now we know oh. it happened very recently. Yes, we do. Or maybe you knew that the whole time. I and I'm did know that up. the whole okay. time. <laughs> okay, that I'm a dumbass. Noted. Uh, so she says, I had this hole that I feel used to fill up with all my fears. And now I'm filling up a desire for vengeance because I want to see you die. Yeah. And she gives a laundry list of complaints about Ivy that she's done to her, such as drive her crazy and have her committed and take her son away from her. And all those objectively, honestly, sound like worse than voting for Jill Stein. Yeah. It's, it's narrow. It's, it's very narrow. narrow. But imprisoning someone against their will and stealing their child for no good reason a, a, a hair, a yeah. hair pass being worth voting for for Jill Stein. Yeah, it's a dick move. Uh, Ivy well, lashes out because well, she doesn't realize, like we did five minutes ago, that she's been poisoned. 
Right. I mean, if anyone sits down to eat in front of you who you are having a beef with, never do it. And then refuses it. to eat or drink themselves at least, while... At the very least, it's spit. They spit in your food. Right, <laughs> while loudly announcing how they want to get revenge on you. Right. You don't, like, fucking try to high-road them. And that's what she does. She goes, you are not going to follow through. This is a passing f- a phase. You're going to revert back to coward because you're all just talk. And she says, well, guess what? I've already done something. You're poisoned. And at oh. that point, Ivy starts spitting up blood. I actually looked it up. The minimum time it takes to die from an arson, massive arsenic overdose is like two hours. Ooh. So I think this part, this food is 10 parts arsenic to one part <laughs> tomato sauce. Fine. We've seen some liberal uses of poison <laughs> lately. You know what? I'm just going to let it go. Yeah, whatever. It we was... didn't have two hours to spend, so fine. And I was in the mood to see Ivy choke on her own blood. Because I'm, yeah, like <laughs> I, I'm still mad that you turned out to be evil, Ivy. I've never forgiven you for it. Yeah. I kind of wanted revenge, too. So I'm getting my vicarious revenge. I kind of never, never forgave her from the newsroom, so. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. It's fine. <laughs> yeah. yeah. She's yeah, dead. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm at peace. Yeah. So, and she dies. Oh, what I thought was really funny is right in front of the Alley Ivy 03 Barnwood wall decoration they had behind them. 03? Yeah, like that must be the year they got married. Or it's Oz. Alley oh, Abby Oz. Oh, shit. You're right. <laughs> it is Oz. I thought you were joking for a second. <laughs> no, but she, they, they, she, all, she offered her up on the altar of their family, which I thought yeah, was funny. Yeah. It's very nice. Uh, so she's got half of the two things she wanted, Oz to herself and to watch Ivy die. Uh, we then come back from commercial and Kai is reminiscing about Jonestown and he shows an image. We see an image of Jones himself dying and then Jesus coming down as if he's from a stage. Uh, also stage Evan Peters. Also, Jesus also played by Evan Peters. <laughs> uh, Jim Jones high fives Jesus. Yes. And then you hear... <laughs> <laughs> Can we have that on a t-shirt? I'm going to make that a bald move t-shirt. Sure, sure. Jim Jones high five Jesus. Jesus. Can it be our Jim Wait. Jones, though? Yes. Wearing, well, dressed up as Jim Jones? Yes. Because that's the thing. Now that I've seen like a fairly if good... Anyone's, I, if anyone's actually interested in this idea, yeah. put it on the forums or something. Yeah, I'm going to pitch on lunch for Jim Jones to dress up like Jim Jones next year. Yeah. Like the 70s suit, like get his hair all kind of shaggy. And you the, dress up like L. Ron Hubbard. Oh, I'd have to shave my big fat baby face and get an ascot. Don't they make bald caps for big fat baby faces? No, I don't think so. Well, that's stupid. It's 2017. I can can grow this beard in six days. It's approximately as long as it took God to create the whole earth. I can pop this beard right back out, no problem. All right, fine. Let's do it. Okay. Do you even care about the fans? I I just said shave your face. (laughs) I'm going to shave my face and go Elrond next year. Right. Anyway, uh, so he's in the middle of uh, Jesus high-fiving Jim Jones, and Oz fax-checks his ass on his cell phone on Wikipedia, and Kai does not like this. He declares Wikipedia fake news, yes. and depending on who's edited it last, That's so uh, funny because be. <laughs> just, just as they cut away from that, I was like, wait a minute, that's not how Jim Jones died. Uh-huh, uh-huh. <laughs> Oz, Oz beat me to it. And Kai destroys Oz's phone and then puts him in timeout. And Oz freaks the fuck out. I've never seen Oz have this reaction. Like That's terrifying. Does, does Oz even know what timeout is in this? Like, he never seemed like he was afraid of Kai. It was more just like, be, this, this actions were bewildering. And as soon as that blue shirt picked him up, he just started screaming like he knew he was going to his the gallows. Here's the thing. Yes. I think Oz is a very bright kid. Yep. Whoever his sperm donor is was top of the line okay i 
I think you say it is because he's wearing glasses. Yeah, it's pretty cute. <laughs> but, but I mean, he's got Wikipedia open on his phone. This kid seeks out knowledge whenever he finds gaps or wants to get his own information. Okay. I admire that in a person. All right. I think he's clever enough to know that Kai is in somehow part of cult or some of the scary things going around town. See, I thought about that too. Because suddenly his moms are starting to act real weird. But that's the thing. Like his moms have been acting weird for like the, the recent memory. So like, what is what is normal to Oz? I mean, you might be right. But I don't want to. I'm not going to die on this. Here's the relationship hill. he has with Winter and Kai. He yeah. knows that Winter is Kai's sister. Right. Winter showed him his first murders on camera. Or wait, how yeah, does he know that on Winter's... the laptop? And because oh, right. Winter yeah, they, brought yeah, yeah, him yeah, yeah. there. Right, right, right. They, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I said that a little more rudely than I meant to. But then she showed him the murder across the street and lied to his parents about it. Like, I think he knows he's in some shit here. Well, I'm glad the listeners got to see this side of you. This is what this is the emotional abuse that I put up with all the time. Oh, Jesus. She is just, you know, battery. <laughs> Why I ought to one of these days, Aaron. Uh, so <laughs> um, Allie comes back after after you know the scene and she comes to the house and uh speedwagon says oz isn't here and Allie tries to push pack and this guy is a lot sturdier than the other brother uh and he goes nope no 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 sale sister and she goes well tell kai i'm inviting him over for manwiches i'm like okay gonna be two for two poisoning Allie then goes to the sperm bank and she goes to the nurse. I need the photo of my sperm donor baby's daddy. Mm-hmm. And the nurse says, "I can't release that info. It's highly illegal. I could lose my job. It, it's it's unethical as all hell." And Allie says, "Okay, look, my son's life depends on it. Super pinky swear." Uh, woman the woman, I'm begging you. And the nurse says, "Well, okay then." No, she slides her an envelope full of cash. Oh. D- yeah. I thought that um, I thought that it was a scrap of paper that had the details. No, of it was an the envelope. It was wants. an envelope full of a very small amount of money. I'm hoping it was a one dollar bill. I was going to say it. <laughs> I did. I it didn't seem. I are you sure about that? Because it I'm didn't seem like cash. Positive. To me. Okay. Well then, it was a bribe. God, I hope it was more than a twenty to <laughs> violate someone's fuck the 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 risk losing your job and the the criminal here's liability. A, here's an envelope full of pennies. Will that do? <laughs> <sighs> So anyway, uh, they got the man's privacy was bought and sold cheaply. That's fine. He's a monster. <laughs> that's how I decide my ethics. No, and morals. not the man who was exposed. Oh, that's right. He had nothing to do with it at all. <laughs> my no, God. No. <laughs> yeah, this is just terrible. Right. This is, you're a monster, Allie. Uh, <laughs> so then she goes. Now there's something else I want you to do. She says it's threatening because I think that she's essentially like I've got you dead to rights violating HIPAA and taking a bribe for it. So exactly. I own you now. Yeah. I'm going to come back for baby's mamas all the time. I'm going to publish <laughs> them on page five of the LA Times. Now what, huh? Huh? She's breaking down the HIPAA scam in LA. One nurse at a time. Oh, Michigan. Michigan. Michigan, yes. One nurse at a time. Uh, Allie's at her home making manwich and Kai's hungry for it. I, I don't understand. Why didn't Allie murder Kai? He still got her son. Okay, but couldn't hmm, yeah, I guess that's the, that's that's the reason. So why did she invite him over to the manwich just to give him just this... to sell him the story? Because okay. the nurse replaced the actual father's photo with his. Yeah, the 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 menacing favor was they falsified the record to make it look like Kai, and she tells Kai that, and it blows Kai's mind. He's like, "Oh my god, I'm so awesome! I <laughs> I literally spoke something into reality." Yeah, and here's where I'm conflicted whether. 
is he this crazy or is he still kind of in troll mode where he is going along with what Allie because I just I think he's starting to drink a bit of his own Kool-Aid maybe I mean he can get his sister to agree to bury his messiah baby right and he's got this this yeah he's got a lot of power right now see that's the other thing I've always wondered about like cult leaders is are they true do they really believe it did they always really believe it did they believe it and people have believed them so much that it's like a fake it till you make it to the nth degree kind of thing like I think the psychology there is fascinating I don't know. I think they're massive narcissists. Right. And if that's true, then no, they don't have really any empathy for other people, but they see them as accessories and extensions of themselves. Yeah. So they would see, like in Jonestown, 900 people that if I'm going to kill myself, you're coming with me Hmm. because you are all part of me. See, that's the thing. It doesn't, obviously doesn't start that way. Like Jim, like Jim Jones and David Koresh, I think are true believers. Like they're just madmen. Yeah. Elrond Hubbard, there's a lot of good evidence that he was just, just very, yeah, he was just very cynical. Like if you want to make a pile of money and get a ton of bitches in this world, (laughs) You gotta form like you, have it's, a good it's, laugh. it's it's the yeah. religion. It's a religion angle, right? And like I think that he did. It was it was pure cynicism f- the whole way, and like and it kind of pisses me off that his cynicism and human nature was rewarded. Like I know. in a just world, the first person he tries dianetics with is like fuck you, fuck you and your eat eater, <laughs> yeah. and he dies penniless in a gutter. Right. I mean that I think and, that seems pretty clear because he was a gifted science fiction writer. Yeah. And then uh, <laughs> he was a, it was he popular was, he was with accomplished. you. Yeah, he was accomplished. And I yeah, I've as read a kid, I mean you read his books I as a read kid. a shit ton of L. Ron Hubbard not knowing about this like like I I read anything in in junior high school that had a fucking spaceship on the cover. And you know who has a lot of spaceship on his covers? L. Ron Hubbard. You know who has a lot of big, beefy decologies that can keep a, a young man bu- uh, busy for weeks at a time in an otherwise boring summer? L. Ron Hubbard. I've read a lot of his shit. I think that's uh, that could be qualified as a gift in yeah. a person. <laughs> I mean, he, he established a cult that's still very popular with very influential people right now. He and, was gifted. And the other thing is, like, What'll be funny is like two generations from now, assuming Scientology doesn't collapse under its own weight, will there be people that actually? Because I don't, I don't know that like David Cavage or Miss Cavage, Miss Cavage. I don't know that he is a true believer too. No. I think Tom Cruise is, but like if David, like so David Miss Cavage is the one that inherited the empire. Like if he dies, I wonder if the people beneath him will like like at what point does it become a quote unquote true religion? I think that, you know, in this age of, like, um, uh, cell phone technology and the documentaries that are coming out, you can't suppress information as well as you used to. That's a lot of these cults are struggling with that fact. Exactly. So, I mean, after I watched Going Clear, it opened my eyes. You know, Leah Remini started a show about, I think people are being made aware of it, and they're not going to let all those people... But the other thing is, like, Scientology could moderate a few of their positions and become essentially a mainstream religion. Yeah. That's, like, the same thing the Mormons did. Right. Like, over the years, like, eh, not so sure about the polygamy thing. Uh, black people aren't demons. Uh, you know, like, they've 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 become mainstream enough to where nothing they're doing is illegal or, like, too oppressive. Right. 
you know, like I've heard that they've they're trying to they're currently kind of moderating their excommunication, um, and that that's the thing. It seems like that these these cults are going to have to either continually moderate their beliefs so they turn into, like I said, any other religion, or they're going to get stamped out because right. like the internet and all this awareness is just incompatible with you know keeping people in the dark and feeding them bullshit. Right. Okay. Uh, I think we talked about all this whole man witch thing. I mean, like. Like I said, if if you think that Kai is a true believer, then he is all enamored with the idea of Kai being this accidental destined uh, messiah baby who's destined for greatness. I think this is Sarah Paulson at her best. Yeah. When she gets to just play this calculating person right. who's being who's taking power back in her life and manipulating these people to do what she wants to do. Right. And if my wife gets in my way, I'm just going to kill her. Yeah, and like I love the scene at the end where Kai and her are talking, and Kai's like, "I can just, you know, like he's, I'm just so proud of my son," and she grabs his face and says, "Our son." <laughs> <laughs> like, and then the next scene is they're taking Ivy and they're throw, they're take, they're entombing her in the mausoleum, and like uh, Allie's getting getting all set to heave her onto the bed because we see that Vincent is now laying face down between his mother and father yeah. on the mausoleum bed, <laughs> and uh, and Kai says, "Whoa, whoa." Uh, that's for family only. <laughs> so they just drop, they just drop Ivy at the foot of the bed like the family dog and sprinkle, <laughs> sprinkle lie on her. Not even well. No, that, yeah, no, no. And that's the thing. Like, I, that's not how lie works, man. You have to use a hell of a lot more lie. Yeah. Um, and then we have a brief scene of Oz uh, being reunited with their, his mother. It's a very happy reunion until Kai says menacingly, "Now we can be a real family." Till next week. This is where we leave on a cliffhanger. Yeah. No, cults are scary, yo. Cults are scary. And real. And real. And God help you if a friend, family, or loved one falls within their grasp. Just cut your ties and run. <laughs> Go to WikiHow. Turn them out to 14 steps. Yes. Tell them to pack light and get them the hell out of there. <laughs> uh, okay. Should we talk about feedback? Yes. All right. AHS at baldmove.com is where you want to send that stuff, or you can also talk on our forums at forums.baldmove.com. Or you can print a wiki how article about how to do it and <laughs> there, send it to there us. There is a 14-step a process on how to uh, send us feedback to AHS, and it's charmingly illustrated. Uh, first <laughs> yes. up, Sarah C. I was surprised this week. Of course, she's talking about last week. I surprised this week during feedback that no one brought up the fact that Dr. Vincent said that he would help Allie get back her son if it's the last thing I do. Isn't it possible that Dr. Vincent helped Allie come up with the plot to save her son and that him dying is all part of it? He could have given Allie the whole sword history of his family and the tools as, psych as a psychologist to take Kai down from the inside. Wouldn't giving up Vincent and standing there to watch him die without flinching have shown Kai her total and complete loyalty to him? The one thing he's looking for from his followers, this could put her in a considerable position of power within the cult. I don't know if it was intended. I don't think so. But it seems like this is theory is compatible with what we saw in reality. Right. I think this person is also just as uh, preoccupied with themselves first and their image. Yeah. Because, I mean, the whole time he was making his, he made his brother hide their parents' death just to keep his newly formed practice from going under. Right. So, right. no, I don't think he'd lay down his life for her. No, it seemed to me like he was making a sincere attempt at, well, f first of all, he's just going to turn Kai in. When Kai got him, he was making a sincere attempt to 
appeal to his status as family member or whatever. And, uh, yeah. Mm -hmm. So, anyway, uh, let's move on to Sadie B regarding Jamie Brewer, uh, the actress that we didn't think we had seen for a while on American Horror Story. Mm Mm-hmm. And she goes, I couldn't remember what I meant to write in until Cecily mentioned Freak Show on the last podcast, but you guys said that she, uh, Jamie Brewer hasn't been on since the Coven season, but Miss Brewer played the ventriloquist dummy in the Neil Patrick Harris episode of the C- uh, Freak Show season. Yep, that's what I thought. I remember that's that. I Did you say that? No. Oh, okay. I just said I think she was in Freak Show, but I couldn't remember who she was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was cool. So thanks for clearing that up for us, Sadie B. Uh, do you want to go down memory lane, Cecily? Sure. Well, well, Greg has got our lift to take us there. <laughs> okay. He says, the show that Cecily's referring to is called A Pup Named Scooby-Doo. The gang are not quite old enough to drive. There's no mystery machine, no traveling around solving mystery in exotic places. They rode around town on their bikes solving mysteries. As such, some of the townsfolks became background characters. One such character was the town bully, Red Herring. At the end of every episode, just as in a regular show, they would catch the bad guy, and then Fred would give his standard pre-unmasking monologue during which he would tell us about the villain's motivations and how they stim- simulated the spooky stuff. And then Fred would name the villain and take the mask off, except in this version of the show, he would always end his monologue by announcing it was Red Herring, pulling the mask off, and of course it was never and Red Herring. And it was Red Herring. Yeah, I remember that. I don't get it. Like, <laughs> is, fr- is we'll Fred have to watch an episode, but Cause like, I, I mean, like- he's just a teenager who's played to be, I mean, Fred was never like the smart one in the group. Not That's as dumb as Shaggy, true. but like Vel, like like maybe Vel- Velma was the smartest one, but Fred was was right up there with them. Like no one was stupid, not even Daphne, not even Daphne. Okay, <laughs> sorry, Shaggy was stupid. Scooby was a dog, <laughs> so of course he was stupid. Yes. Well, thank you for writing in. That sounds familiar, and my what? memories were kind of close to what that was. But but wait, I could have googled but, all this, but uh, it's much nicer to share these memories. Well, here's with someone the thing. Else. Here's the thing, I, and then we, you move on if we must. <laughs> but the original point of Scooby Doo was kind to to instill like a skeptic, you know, like evidence logic based. Like there are no monsters. There's always a rational explanation of things. And I feel like modern Scooby Doo's fucking it up because there was a version on Nickelodeon where just like straight up there was monsters and ghosts and shit. Like oh my god, supernatural things really fucking exist. Oh yeah, and like in all this Scooby-Doo version, movies. this version like they fake deduce fake. I don't. I don't <laughs> I don't I don't understand like it's not the point of Scooby Doo. It's like if they made Sherlock Holmes This this was still bad guys too. Yeah. It but, wasn't like actual monsters. But he always thought it was red herring. Yeah. Why would he like he's 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 unlawfully persecuting the town bully? <laughs> is is the town bully well, even a bully? Is he just getting the short? He is a bully. I mean, he would always <laughs> like show up throughout the episode and like uh okay. I don't know if this is true. He would show up throughout the episode and do something to be a, a red herring in the episode. So, Fred, oh, so it's his fault. So Fred would come to the conclusion later it was Fred Herring. Fred Herring. <laughs> <laughs> Did he have red hair? Yeah. All right. But you know he'd like he leave a skateboard behind or you know leave a candy wrapper or something and be seen in the area something like that man fred fred herring fred not a- afraid to be wrong he's, he's always like like you'd think the 12th or 13th time even a he broken would be, clock is right twice a day did red was red herring ever the villain like when the season finale i don't know that i watched all the episodes ah well all right no one gives literally no one gives a shit i'm probably editing all this out matthew b 
I'm probably not the first person to point this out during season episode eight, Winter of Our Discontent, but I notice a small nod to the AHS freak show. Oh yeah. It could be a coincidence, but when Kai shows up to the hot dog the hot Nazi <laughs> what? When Kai shows up hot to the hot dog. Nazi cop's house, he walks past it's not it's it's not hot Nazi cop, it's it's uh officer Ryan Lochte. Yeah. We decided. Uh, he walked past a few bottles of wine, and one of them is the Michael David's Freak Show. I admit it's a weak connection, but as one of my favorite wines, it made this enthusiast chuckle. It's not weak. It was definitely there on purpose. Oh, totally. Yeah. And you you saw it on the live show. We just forgot to talk about it. Yeah. So kudos to all you guys, all you sharp-eyed fans for seeing it. We're all winners. Uh, Brian S. from Texas, also known as Texas Sandman on the forums. Overall, I've enjoyed the season so far for what it is, but it seems to struggle with the problems so many okay, maybe good series have dealt with recently. Interesting hooks in the first few episodes, meandering, bloated middle episodes, and what looks to be a strong finish. Uh, Honestly, I count count myself lucky when I get those nowadays. (laughs) Here are my weekly hot takes compiled in an early morning watch instead of my usual late night struggle. Oh, well, if you're watching it first Mm. thing in the morning, that's, uh, that's a significantly less scary environment. Right. So I don't know if you got the full impact of Jim Jones <laughs> creepily monologuing into your ears, Brian, but we'll see. Story time with Uncle Kai was beautiful. Daddy Kai, thank you very much. Uh, nope. Uh, a couple dozen sweaty white dudes having a sleepover. Oh, oh, right. Uncle Kai. Uncle Kai in this case. Mm-hmm. Sweaty white dudes having a sleepover in the basement is a lovely sight. However, I'd expect at least 50% of those guys to be 75% larger around the waist. Well, it is the Midwest. But on the other hand, I think Kai is selecting for genetic physical superiority right these are guys who didn't quite make it into college football or soccer <laughs> what are you gonna do you're gonna give them denim shirts and have them crush crush skulls uh obviously none of the internet shit is legal but how is it even possible crazy idea ahs cult mr robot crossover i'm sure they both need a boost in eyeballs watching and mr robot half of elliot seems like the guy to get that done i think like if you had like a widespread municipal wi-fi it'd be super easy to filter all that through some sort of firewall to block sites you didn't want yeah but in in america like (laughs) i don't know that you could get that done because at&t and you know comcast and time warner or whoever the hell they are now Mm -hmm. would tell these people to get fucked right so, like, and whatever, what I'm, sh- I'm certain, whatever local municipal ruling that they would issue, the Comcast, they would not be in compliance with it. So, I don't know. It's, it's a, it's a fictional show. What are you gonna say? <laughs> uh, the poison Kool Aid was obviously not. Most of the fear was sucked out of that scene. Uh, the poison dinner with Ivy was telegraphed throughout the scene. There wasn't much shock there. Uh, the poisoning theme just didn't seem to have legs for me. I liked it. I, I think you're right. Like, it wasn't. Super suspenseful, although I did think that Allie was killing killing Kai at the end. I mean, it was heavily foreshadowed before the Kool-Aid is the name of the episode. Yeah. Yeah, I don't think... I think we were supposed to supposed to be in on it from the beginning. Good to see Oz, the fact checker, getting a few jabs in, but please find a better source than Wikipedia. I know it's easy in a pinch, but the few real sources would go a long way there. I'm sure he'll learn. I, I don't know. I don't know if he if he like sourced something from the actual history of Jonestown, exhaustively researched fifteen year old in a uh, year into making uh, oral history by a respected cult researcher. I'm sure Kai would still scream fake news at him. Right. And other thing is like, you know, Wikipedia. It's been proven is like as good if not better than your average encyclopedia. Like, yes, it is true 
that occasionally you can look up the Pope and there'll be a picture of a nude guy there. Right. Uh, if you refresh it, it'll be gone. And, you know, like, I guess, I don't know. That I, I guess, it, I mean, it is true that, like, you could surreptitiously put minor things. And the thing, the thing that Wikipedia is good for is is verifying pretty well-established facts about historical events and scientific principles and stuff like that. What it's not great for is looking up who is the mayor of some bumfuck town in you know, North Dakota. Like that shit is a lot easier to, cause there's no, there's not as many eyeballs on it. Right. But that's, that's a, that's a hard thing to explain is like the fact that you've got this resource that has a sliding scale of veracity, <laughs> you know? Well, yeah. Like if yeah. you want, if you want to look up general theory of relativity, you're going to be gold. <laughs> but if you want to look up something that's more obscure then who knows. Right. Or if you just want to quickly get the highlights. Yeah. I think it's fine. Yeah. I don't know. It's funny. Cause I, it's like, uh, last year, my school, t- uh, one of Jack's uh, science teacher was shitting all over Wikipedia as a source, and like, I, it's so it's it's weird to me because like I remember m- our teachers used to frown on just using an encyclopedia as a source, right? But they would say like it's fine to get a general understanding of material and then go to primary sources when you're actually wanting to construct your argument. I don't know why they're demonizing Wikipedia. Like it's it's a it's an encyclopedia. It's 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 good for what it's good for, but don't like use it as a primary source because it's not right. I think that's all that teacher probably meant. Yeah, well, she said it was it was uh, she, uh, my son. My son got in his head that Wikipedia was useless, so I don't think the the lesson was uh, was imparted correctly. Uh, <laughs> King Cobra, I've got really conflicted feelings about Allie's 180. There is almost no transition to her new personality. Props for Evans Peters for playing all the cult leaders. I don't think it was a bad episode. It just bothers me that Allie has had done such a hard turn. She was diabolical with her plan, however. Uh, Trauma affects people in different ways. Well, not that, but like, you, I mean, the whole, can someone that damaged heroically recover in a, in week two of a two week, uh, you know, day, like day camp kind of situation if their kids like are depending on them? I don't know. It seems it seems un, un, unlikely and unrealistic. But, I think so. Yeah, I think you. I can, think on this show you certainly can. Yeah, I think if anxiety is a thing that you can manage, you have to work at it. But then all the other things, sort of all those side effects from that, sort of fall away. Yeah, Michelle from Cali, in defense of Allie, says there's only so much shit a person can take before the inner rage, coupled with the desire to get their son back, takes over. Once she found that she'd been betrayed by literally everyone she'd been in contact, except for Oz, she was hell-bent on revenge. I'm not a mother, but I do know that a mother's protective nature can make her do some unthinkable shit in the name of keeping her son safe at all costs. I So, I like her 180. I think it's nice for her to be the strong, ruthless, conniving person I've wanted her to be since day one. Her calm, cool, collected attitude while serving Ivy dinner was everything. As soon as she didn't drink any wine, yet was urging Ivy to drink up, I knew they were going to kill her. Uh, also love the scenes of previous cult leaders, uh, all portrayed by Evan Peters, who surely must be going for an Emmy or something. 
He might be going for it, but he's going, not going to get there. Shoot for the moon. You'll land among the stars. <laughs> and you'll, you'll die of, of, of lack of oxygen, carbon dioxide poisoning, or uh, A spaceship exposure. hits you. Yes. Uh, Ultimate I, irony. I was seriously on the edge of the seat with the drink, the punch scene. I for sure thought Beverly's going to die. Then I saw Allie and Ivy drink it. I felt relieved. Wasn't their time yet. But Jesus... Kai's head is severely fucked up to play that mind game and to actually have Gary shoot someone in the middle of the whole game. And also to high-five Jesus. High-five Jesus. Love the SmackDown of Beverly, and then uh, Allie later gave the winter. I don't usually approve of violence, but God, so satisfying. And why the hell is Winter still approved to pick up Oz from school? As soon as Allie caught wind of what was going on, she should have had her removed from the list and told them that if Ivy tried to add her back, deny it. I wonder what the school would do. I, I've always wondered what the school would do in, like, a truly bitter, crazy-ass divorce situation. Like, do they just wait until, like, the, like, like, show us the court order. Right. Show us the court order. Yeah. Like, who's got custody? What's the, what's the arrangement? Like, it's, it seems like it's a, and it, it seems like it's an uncomfortable thing that they would be loathe to get involved with. Um, Having said that, yeah, massive oversight. If you're planning on leaving the cult and you've got one of the the cult members, lieutenants, as a valid pickup in your school, like not to not to take care of that. Yeah. Uh, like you said, they had 24 hours. Yeah, 24 hours. Uh, all right, so that is the episode. That is the feedback. Do we have anything else to talk about? No. Two episodes left. Two episodes left. Uh, you can send feedback in ahs.baldmove.com. Of course, forums.baldmove.com. Got a lot of stuff coming up. Uh, we're going to see we're going to see Th- uh, Thor three Ragnarok tomorrow. Mm-hmm. All of us, you, me, Jim, Mind Dragon, Mind Dragon, and um, we're all going to be on the podcast. We're going to see it, and that'll be out tomorrow night. And then we've got Mister Robot still coming. So like a Game of Thrones uh, this weekend. Jim and I will be in Huntsville, Alabama for the Rocket City NerdCon, rocketcitynerdcon.org if you want to find out details about that and how to get tickets. We'll be doing a couple panels. We'll be sitting at a booth. Meeting and greeting people. Come and hang out with us. Uh, That's all I got. Until next week, I'm Aaron. And I'm Cecily. See ya.